game begin. Hi, and welcome to episode 11 of Dadgum Nerds, your podcast for family first fanboy fun. I am your host, Andrew, and joining me today are my fellow dads, Zach, Kevin, and Trip. What's up? I know where that came from, Zach. The Santa Claus. Why? Yeah, he's about about three months too early. That movie's pretty great. That's my daughter's favorite Christmas movie. I mean, it's not a bad one, but Chris Kringle. I'm just, I'm still confused as to why it came out now. Listen to the episode and you'll find out why. Okay. Well, uh, fun and exciting news today. We have our first Hungarian listener. See ya. Thank you, Zach, because I wasn't even going to try to attempt. Is that why you said Popo Gijo? Well, is Popo Gijo Santa Claus in Hungarian? These Ah. these are my ancestral people. I am one fourth Hungarian. So thank you, Hungarian listener. Okay. We shall have meat rolled cabbage someday together. Mm, meat rolled that just, cabbage. Yes. That'll get it would make more sense to roll the meat in cabbage, right? Rather than rolling the cabbage in meat. No, you want as That's, much meat as possible. If I, you're I'm yeah. Kevin on that. Why do you think I, our country is called hungry? I, I don't. I don't disagree. I'm just picturing. I'm picturing skirt steak or something like that. Rolling up, rolling up uh, little leaves of cabbage. <laughs> I don't I mean, know what meat rolled cabbage as is. As long as so it's a little leaf to, of cabbage and a lot. I would of still meat. eat that though. Uh, also stick around until the end of the episode for a special promo that we are running in September, 2020. We'll tell you more later. So stay tuned. But first it is time for us to have a mostly spoiler free discussion on Disney's new not live action Mulan. I say mostly spoiler free because at this point it's kind of hard to spoil a movie that's already been out since 1999. Truth. <laughs> yeah. So, spoiler alert: it's not that different it's, from the animated movie. There, there are some pretty different. There, there, there are key. There are key differences, but it follows the same basic plot lines. Is what I'm saying. She's so, not a man. So we will. Yeah, that was the twist this time. It was like Mulan slash the Crying Game. They, they changed the words. She's a man. You didn't see that plot was coming. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That was this is why I don't write Disney songs, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> songs, period, to be honest. That's you true. managed to take the wind out of our sails without making a pun. Without making a pun. <laughs> it was like a <laughs> lyrical pun. Oh, boy. Well, right. Guys, before we dive into our mostly spoiler-free discussion of Milan, uh, anything happened to you guys in dad life this week? So my son said goodbye for me on a conference call before I could <laughs> mute my microphone. So I was on a call with a client. And pitching this project to them. And right as we, fortunately, we were at least wrapping up. But I I was going in and out of muting my mic, you know, proper etiquette. And before I could mute myself after seeing like my last, okay, looking forward to working with you. My my son, Rowan, just goes, bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> and fortunately, the person on the other end thought it was hilarious. But I was like, thanks, son. Ended in this call for me. Bye-bye <laughs> now. That reminds me of the viral video from a couple of years ago where that dude was on the conference call on the news uh, using his webcam and his kids just come marching into the (laughs) office behind him. Mom dives bomb. Yeah, Yeah, the mom's like, no! And then she realizes she's on camera, so she ducks down to pull the kids out. That is one of the greatest moments that has ever hit. That that dude is trying so hard to be professional and and not get him, at least not show his embarrassment. Stuff like that is what the internet's turning red on the inside. Yes, yeah, that's what the internet's really for. Needs more of that in general. Yes, it really does. 
It does. So Hattie surprised me today and taught me a valuable parenting lesson because I fed her dinner tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this actually re- just happened. Um, uh, she had the pleasure of having tater tots and chicken nuggets for dinner tonight. Nice. Oh, um, man. Classic tots. Right there. Classic. Yep. I put her, I put her in her high chair and, um, uh, you know, obviously this high chair is where she has, um, all of her meals, but she, as we all know, toddlers are messy eaters, right? So we got about, we got about like 90% done with the meal and she's full and she's slowing down when, when she's almost done with her meal, she starts looking elsewhere. Like as she's getting full, she starts getting distracted. She starts going, Oh, Hey, what's this little strappy thing that's keeping me into this, in this, uh, Mm -hmm. high chair. Or she starts looking around or sometimes she'll pick up food and just drop it. You're like, I'm done with this. Oh, yeah. Drop man, it on the, Theodore drop does that. Yeah. Yeah. Him and the do dog that. have a symbiotic relationship. So, <laughs> well, and Raylan, my dog is our vacuum cleaner. <laughs> we, <laughs> we go, we go, Oh, Raylan's going to eat good today. Or, mm-hmm. Oh, Raylan isn't going to be able to get a whole lot of snacks. Is he? Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, so she was getting distracted and she starts looking down in her lap and next thing I know, she sticks her hand down and is like digging. I'm like, what are you doing? And I figure she's like dropped tater tot or something like that. And then she keeps digging. I'm like, what? Can you not reach something? And she pulls up this smashed brown looking thing. Don't get ahead no. of me. Uh, and and it, I, I take a look at it and it's a kidney bean. It's okay. a kidney oh. bean. Yes, I told you don't get ahead of me. <laughs> and we all died related. It was lunch. Relief. I'm it was leftover lunch because she had had <laughs> beans and, and like ground turkey for, for lunch. Oh. And she's a messy eater, so some of it got in her seat. Well, I didn't clean out the seat from the from the previous meal, so I just sat her straight down. I didn't realize that there was like after dinner beans oh. uh, left in her seat. Hattie, <laughs> you, have, you have no idea where that's bean. Yeah. Ex- oh, <laughs> now I regret that story just because I set you up for a pun. <laughs> just kidding. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. She ate uh, her whole dinner without incident. That sounds good. <laughs> we good. recently got a power wheel. A Jeep. Power a f- wheel? Yes. Just power one. wheel? Yeah. So you don't know what wheel? power wheels are? So they're giant. Yeah. Pow, pow, so power, power wheels. wheels. Power, power makes wheels. Power wheels. Oh, Is yeah. that like a third party Hot Wheels? Power wheels. Leading no, you can actually it's, sit. They're, they're kids size They're like kids. Jeep. Oh, they're kids. Oh, they're called and power they can wheels, drive. Right? They're, they're yeah. powered oh, on very, very crappy batteries. Yes. Oh, so you can go on power trips. Yes. Oh, they yeah. went about From, two miles yeah. an hour. Yeah. Yes. So now they go a little faster. So we live in a cul-de-sac, oh, and man. this power wheel belongs to Molly. So she's the one that gets the most use out of it. So she's out driving around. She sounds like a kid I'd trust with a vehicle. Yeah, it's pretty awesome, actually. Like, oh, let's see what she does with this thing. So she's out driving in the cul-de-sac, and the other, th- like, four-year-olds in the cul-de-sac have one as well. So sometimes there's, like, three power wheels out playing bumper cars in the middle of the cul-de-sac, right? <laughs> the little posse they see me yeah. rolling. So, so, that sounds like I-20. Yeah. With less, with with less, less accidents. profanity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so one day she was riding around with Felicity, our oldest, and so Molly's driving and Felicity's the passenger. Okay. And so they're just driving around perfectly normal, and then somehow Molly convinces Felicity to get out of the car. So she gets While out of the power wheel. No. no. Okay. Not, not yet. Not, not yet. Look, based on the stories you've told me about Molly so far, you can't blame me for thinking that. No, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. not yet. So Felicity gets out and is doing whatever Molly asked her to do. And then Molly takes off in this Jeep by herself <laughs> and like laughing 
with Felicity <laughs> behind her. And Felicity's like, oh my gosh, I need to stay with my sister, save my sister, because she can't drive this thing. So she <laughs> runs and jumps in what would be the trunk. Okay. And totally stands it up on two wheels. <laughs> <laughs> and so Molly's sort of driving this thing, popping a wheelie, laughing her head off, <laughs> almost falling out of this thing. And then Felicity jumps off of it and slams down. Mm. And Molly bites her lip. I knew you were going to say that. And mm. she doesn't mm. care. Oh, she man. <laughs> Well, this is a kid who ripped her toenail off. Yeah. So. so you basically got Mad Max Fury Road happening in your cul-de-sac. Oh, Furiosa yeah. behind the wheel. Molly You're Max. just like another Mad day. Molly. Yeah, I do have a Molly and a Max, so it fits. Mad Molly. And so, yeah, so now uh, we have to supervise them a little differently. I, I knew where wheel. that was going. I knew where that was going because I did that to a kid on the playground when I was younger. Aww. I thought it would be funny. We were on the seesaw. He was two grades under me. Uh, but he was the little brother of one of my classmates. So I knew him, you know, and he wasn't so young that I wouldn't associate with him at all. But I thought it would be funny because he was younger than me. Uh, while we were on the seesaw, if I used my weight to hold him up and then just jump off of the seesaw. Yeah, cherry bomb yeah, guy. Every yeah. kid he did that. Yeah. He can't, well, okay, good to know. Good to know I'm not the only psychopath because he bit the heck out of his tongue. Oh. And he started, oh. he just ran to the teacher. I saw just enough of him just long enough to realize that he was, his tongue was bleeding and it was coming out of his mouth. And I booked it to the opposite end of the playground as yeah. fast as I possibly could. Yeah. Because you're safe there. Yeah. Well, I did have a logic. He was perfectly safe. <laughs> I did have a conversation with my kids about, hey, back in my day, we had metal swings, metal slides in the summer. Yeah. And we're like, they're like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. So go, go stand, slide down some metal in, in shorts in Florida when it's 120 <laughs> yeah. degrees outside. No, and then you and get that. Yeah. about how hot it is. Yeah. 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 How would you like some second burns with your slide? Yeah. Or how and then about they, the and then they invented those slides that are rollers that your fingers get caught in? Yes. Like, Who yeah. the heck invented that thing? <laughs> but you made some money, Not so good for you. Not how about the... Um, how about the McDonald's playgrounds with the tube slides that had the little metal studs in them and you would yeah. get shocked every time you touched the oh, sides man. of it. Every you time. came out and your, your hair was sticking straight up. Uh, not as bad, right. not as bad as the McDonald ball pits where you're like, mommy, I, I, didn't, I didn't realize they came in Brown. Yeah, I'm in yeah. my forties and I still mess a good ball pit. I mean, come on. Ball mommy, what do these cool. needles do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, ba, incidentally, ba, 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 I did, ba, ba. <laughs> yeah, I'm drugged up. <laughs> All right, well, guys, let us do our discussion for today. Oh yeah, move on. <laughs> oh yeah, our topic. I'd rather talk about the '80s and '90s, but okay, whatever. Who doesn't? Well, get over it, Trip. Here we go. <laughs> All right, our discussion today is going to be around the new live-action Mulan, or if you're listening to this uh, in sometime in the future. Uh, the Mulan 2020 live action. Just heads up. Like I said earlier, there will be some spoilers ahead because it's based on a movie that you've already seen, but we're going to do our best. You know, if it's some new element, you know, try not to blow it. Yeah. It really um, sucked when she died. Oh man. Both I times. just teared up. <laughs> Both I times. just didn't understand when the alien showed up, how that incorporated into the, yeah. the I was, lore. I was really blown away with how they incorporated the infinity stones yeah. in there. It was weird that Eddie Murphy was the main character. I, <laughs> I, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> the trailers actually only showed the first five minutes of the movie. <laughs> oh, is that all? All right. Yeah. Well, uh, so just the question that we've got is, so how was Disney's 
new live action <sighs> Milan trip. <sighs> Let's get this thing started. I didn't care for it. Um, I came in without any, you know, preconceived notions. I don't care. Uh, I mean, I love, I love Mulan, but I don't care that they're remaking these things. I don't have any, I'm not on a high horse about, um, how people are, are trying to just remake these old properties. I, I do think it's creatively lazy. No offense, Disney. Um, it but is. No, that's yeah, I mean, it is. but, but I don't, but at the same time, <laughs> you I'll, suck I'll at your job, but don't shot. be offended. Pretty much, pretty much. Um, <laughs> So first initial thoughts, Disney plus is exactly where this kind of movie belongs. It did not feel like a $200 million movie. Yeah. Um, mm, but if you mm. wanted to, I heard, I heard one review on YouTube, call it the, let me see if I got this right. The, the Disney channel, the Disney channel kids bought Barney version of Mulan. Which <laughs> wow. I would agree with that yeah. quality wise, but certainly yeah. not like rating wise. Like, I would so, not be like, oh, yeah. this is equivalent with Barney. No, <laughs> you're well, my so, three-year-old. Yeah. Either way. Um, so initial thoughts, it felt, honestly, it did not feel like a theater movie to me. Um, it. Yeah, I, I would have been it, really disappointed if I had, had gone to the movie theater. Yeah. Um, Same. This, this did feel thing, like. This did feel like the straight to VHS or straight to DVD movies that came out in the video. early 2000s. Yeah. Yep. It's a little yeah. bit better than a February release. Actually, but it wasn't, a, still, sum, but it wasn't a summer release. way better than Mulan too. That's yeah. Well, that's Zach, a pretty that's low actually, bar. <laughs> to my mind, that's actually a great parallel, Zach, because that was, you know, they they were that was their cash cow uh, back in the er, late nineties and early two thousands. Mm-hmm. Those direct to video sequels that yep. people bought for their kids because it was something new to shove in the VCR and keep I them love quiet Pocahontas for a little bit. Too. Yep. Yeah, um, but well, I think it's because of Toy just, Story too. They're like, "Oh, wait, you can do a sequel and people will watch yeah. it." Let's do well, twos. At that point, they they had already done they had already done several sequels. Aladdin, yeah. uh, Aladdin, Return of Jafar had come out. Uh, the Lion King two had come out. Um, but either way, the Simba's Pride initial thoughts were uh, I, th- I felt like it belonged on Disney Plus. Um, I don't really care for. Disney live action movies, whether they're remakes or not. Yeah. And the big through line that I think is, is the, the problem they all, all seem to have is that they just seem to rest on their laurels that they are remaking an existing property. And so with Mulan and several other of their live action movies, it just feels like nobody ever earns their moments. I don't care about the yeah. characters mm-hmm. and the scenes, that. the scenes, even though Mulan, the original one from 98 was like an hour and a half. This movie was two hours and still felt much shorter because yeah. it kept going from one scene to another so fast. Oh, the pacing was so breakneck that you never yes. had time to just breathe. Exactly. I, so of all, and it didn't accomplish anything by doing that. Right. Of all the live action Disney stuff that they have announced to this point, this is the one I've been the most excited for. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've announced, you know, Sleeping Beauty with, you know, Maleficent. Um, They've announced Jungle Book and did that Lion King. None of those I ever got anywhere remotely Mm -hmm. excited. Mm -hmm. I always fell into this like, oh, it's just a cash grab type of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Milan was the one I got the most excited for because I, to me, it felt like it had absolutely the most potential of being it a did. standalone sure. live action film. So well, it, it had the most easily adaptable fight sequences because oh, yeah. when you think Cinderella, <laughs> sure. you're like, okay, so what action scene are they going to incorporate into this? Whereas this one, it's like, okay, you've got 
armies battling each other. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's going to be cool. Cinderella is its own thing, and it absolutely like it works in live scene, action. Right. It doesn't need fight scenes. You know? But for this live one, okay, action. There needs to be one, action. I, I absolutely <laughs> feel... No, not, what, are you, what are you talking about? Yeah, what? Um, but for this one, this <laughs> had a lot of potential to be something special in the Disney live action, you know, and yeah. be something different. Mm-hmm. I felt, though, Instead, that it was Instead, it just really, fell in line with all the other ones. I felt it was really hampered by the fact that it had one foot in the Disney remake and one foot in a martial arts film. Crouching Tiger, Hidden fi- Dragon. And couldn't yeah. figure out which yeah. one it wanted to be. Yeah. And it I was agree. like, okay, y'all, just pick one and stick with it. Is this a yeah. Disney remake? Or, in my opinion, how they should have gone is, hey, take the original tale of Mulan Ditch the Disney source material, and I just want to see a martial arts film with Mulan. Well, I think that's why all of their live-action remakes, I think this is what they've fallen prey to, is they they are trying to market so much to your nostalgia that the story just assumes you already know and love this character, and that's why the pacing is so off, because they're not treating as if you've never seen this movie before. They're banking on the fact that, oh, you know this is going to happen, this is going to happen, so we're going to explore and do this kind of new thing and introduce this new element. And then it just, you forget the core of a story is the character, not, yes. not the shiny new uh, costumes, which I will say we're on point. And in this one, uh, exactly what you said, Andrew, either just completely break away and make a Kung Fu movie. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Or a, a, a blow for blow remake. And they tried to do both and failed at both. Yeah. Yeah. And other things too, like they had some really beautiful shots in this film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then they had some sets that reminded me of the horribleness that was Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> you and those Aladdin sets. Like they're, they're so bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I agree. I mean, like Aladdin and mo- movies like Aladdin and Mulan are supposed to have this sweeping scale to them. And it just felt so congested in both of those movies. I mean, Aladdin never felt like he was really running through the streets of Agrabah to me. It felt like he was running through a set. And yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. On the same token, with Mulan, even when they were about to have that major battle with the what do you call them, the Roarins, the Roar, the the dollar store, the dollar store Huns. That's what right. they reminded and me of the whole time. Why was it not the Huns? It's the I don't Roar. know. What is it? Why? Again, I don't care. I, about I didn't know. That. I didn't like, know I'm the not... actual story of Mulan to be able to answer that better because, like, I don't know if it's like why not the Huns because that's what we know from the previous right. Disney okay. movie, or be... what is the actual historic story of Mulan, which I don't know. Do we know if the Roarins actually existed? Like, um, <laughs> entertaining. No, they were magic. Yeah, there we go. But that's that's the thing. It just like I said, that's not something that I'm I'm getting hung up on. But even in the battle scenes, where you know there, you see a couple of like big, big sweeping shots where you see the size of the armies, and then they wind up clashing, and it just boils down to like twelve guys on screen. Yeah, it just turns into this little skirmish here. You see the same and twelve guys battling over no, and over. Yeah, and over. twelve, yeah. 12 Change guys, costumes and then fight again. Twelve guys on <laughs> green screen. There was so yeah. much green screen usage in this, uh, and a lot. You haven't of which seen Bill and is, Ted, have you? No, no. <laughs> oh. oh, no. I just I couldn't get over the fact that so much of sky and background you could clearly tell had been. Mm. CG'd and put in. It's like, come on, guys. I understand, you know, we're talking about whatever century China, but. Well, I wonder if that's because they had already spent their budget on getting access to so many of these Chinese national parks. Because as far as the beauty of the scenery, there were some places I'm like, wow, I can't believe they got permission to film there. Like the painted desert. I was like, oh, I thought that was like 
a what is it unesco world heritage site like how, how do they get permission to film oh. there uh, but then yeah and then they would go to a green screen scene you're like i did you just yeah. spend all your budget to this get is that the face i make shot? when i pretend like i know what people are talking about <laughs> He's like, Onesco. Oh, is that where the yeah. lines come yeah. from? So, so apparently, I, see, I have not kept up with the production diaries of these of this movie at all. So they got permission to shoot in certain places in China? Well, that actually, there's a lot of controversy as to one region they shot in, which is where they have the, uh, the reconditioning camps. And I'm not mm-hmm. even going to attempt the pronunciation. It begins with a, an X and ends with a G. And uh, that was most of the desert scenes. Gotcha. Um, and uh, they Disney got a lot of flack for filming there. So that said, there are some really good things that I liked about this film. Mm-hmm. I did like the I think the costuming was actually amazing. Oh, it's gorgeous. The Production prop- design on point. Oh, awesome. And Disney further solidified that if you're going to have a baller wardrobe, just be a Disney villainess. Because yeah. Yeah. The, the witch had the coolest outfit, especially toward the end when it was almost like the scales of her talons and feathers float into her mail. I'm like, okay, that's, I mean, even as a dude, I got to admit, that's Cirque a really Soleil. cool that outfit. Very Cirque du Soleil type. <laughs> yeah. There's there also parts too, like when they're in the village, that, that circle village, like yeah. the ancient China Melrose place type deal. Like, and made me want to research like villages in China back then to find like, out. Did they actually that, build did they actually villages build like that, that way? So more so than any other movies that haven't done like, Mulan did that for me where I haven't really thought about that in other movies. Like, well, oh, what bothered really me, what bothered me about that circle village is you start on that opening shot coming over the rice paddies. It goes to that building <laughs> and it looks like you're about to go inside and then it cuts away and then it goes <laughs> to a set. Yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah. with the amount of CG you used in this film, you couldn't just blend like from that camera part. shot. Yeah. It, yeah, part of me just didn't feel satisfied. I'm like, oh, I wanted to see it go in. And but. that whole village that Mulan was in did feel like a set to me. And I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Well, because it, it, it did. Because it was. Well, it felt that way. Again, right, again I, I Aladdin. That's called right. instincts. But I can't tell you, like, there's just something that was off about it where it's like, okay, this was built in a Hollywood yeah. Okay, well, so it's, all four of us, I think it's, all four I think of it's us based are production off of, geeks. Yeah, I think a lot of that was based off of the costuming. Like, that set wasn't no offense to the people that built it. It didn't look as great as the costuming and the propping. <laughs> hmm. So, but okay, again, all four of us are production geeks. So we look for stuff like that. Do we feel like this is something that we are, are going to be the only ones who notice and everybody else won't? Or is it something that you think if you picked up on it, everybody would? My wife didn't yeah. notice at all. Okay. No, the one thing, my, the one thing my wife not, noticed everyone. that I didn't really notice is so in the cartoon Mulan, she doesn't have any siblings, right? Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. not mistaken with that. Yeah. And right. this one she does. And so my wife's thought was, well, when Mulan came out, it's when China was on that one kid restriction. And sent, that has since been lifted to where you can have two. So was it more of like a reflection of the modern times and the amount of kids parents can have? I, I, have I, I, no thought, I thought the Very sole purpose of the sister character was just to be afraid of spiders. Like she really did nothing else, which by yeah. the way, the entire drama of that scene was pointless. Yep. Absolutely. I was like, could someone she just was go, you. Yeah. sorry, there's a giant spider that first off, don't know how the rest of y'all didn't see or hear yeah. this. Cause whatever, uh, sound effect, like ADR stuff they did for those legs, it was way too loud for it to be a <laughs> sneaky spider. It was like, <laughs> sound like going through a Cheetos bag and, 
of like, excuse me, there's a spider under this. What? Why did she have to be silent? Like that was pointless drama. It annoyed me. But or she could have just pointed. For those who have not seen, who have not seen it yet, the take on the matchmaker fiasco uh, that was in the original matchmaker. matchmaker yeah, me um, <laughs> wrong movie. Oh yeah, great yeah. movie. That whole thing that blew Tradition. up in Mulan's face and like, you'll never be a bride. It, it involves a spider. And yeah, I'm with you. It's like, come on, you just pause it real quick and take mm-hmm. care of what needs to be done. Or just push spider. the teapot down harder for a second. Mm-hmm. It's like, <laughs> I just really wanted in this spot right well, here. I mean, my thought is if, she, if you're supposed to be seen and not heard, then just point. Just go, uh... You know, just mm, you just don't even don't even you don't even have to say anything. But they're all eyes are literally on now, you while you're in the room. I so say that just, I say that as an American, and there probably right. was something in whatever century China that was that was like, no, that's even acknowledging the spider is it? Okay, bad? but it's a if, bad if, if if this is a movie where a phoenix can exist and <laughs> yeah. you have yeah. the power okay. of chi, not okay. just a phoenix, you ha- and you have the power of chi, then then there 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 needs to be. Creative liberties can be taken elsewhere too. <laughs> All not I'm just saying. a phoenix. Who else could not get past that? It was basically Fox from Harry Potter. I actually never once thought that. I never thought that at all. It's a I never red saw Harry Potter. phoenix that literally what? serves <laughs> an ancestral bloodline hold, overseeing hold a sword. Stop, 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 stop talking, the presses. Zach. So this Harry Potter thing trip, so is okay. that legit? Here's the twist of the episode. We actually are going to start ganging up on me now. Uh, I have seen the very first Harry Potter movie, and I have read the very first book. It never did anything for me, so I never bothered with the Okay, yo. Okay. With, I, wow. I think we've got a future six Hold on, episodes now Andrew just trip. said, okay, yo. So I'm not sure which one I should be jumping on right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm still, I'm still on the boy. trip thing. We're, we are going to be doing Harry Potter episodes where Trip watches Harry Potter and we do commentary. So congratulations, Trip. Thank you for that. Whoop-de-doo. <laughs> At least you read one of the books, Trip. I haven't even like read the cover of any of them. I gave it a shot. I gave him a shot. There was but you a, at least you watched know, the movies, were, right, Kevin? They were phenomenal. Yeah, I've seen all the movies. I've even seen all the, all right, I've guys, seen all the spinoffs, too. Let's, t- let's talk fight scenes in this one. Let's talk the martial arts side of this. What fight scenes? You mean the dances that they did? <laughs> Hey, that is a martial arts style. The wire choreography, like I, I get it, I totally. But, get they, it. but they just didn't commit no, far enough. No, yeah, there was no I real agree. impact yeah. to the violence. It was no real. I mean, it was. It, it's. It's. I mean, everything can boil down to all of my critiques here can boil down to all style, no substance. Yes, uh, it looked mm-hmm. pretty. It was fun to look at. It was competently shot. But no. because it's Disney, okay, excuse me. No, uh, I agree with the, Andrew. The, the benefit editing of the doubt. was off. No, no, it, I said, I, I didn't say anything about editing. Okay. But I'm coming, shooting I'm coming wise, back to that. either way, either way, um, the punches just didn't really seem to land. The, the, when somebody, you know, stabbed somebody or, or anything like that, outside of getting shot by an arrow, nothing really felt like it had What, what do you mean impact. shot by an arrow? The whole gag, this whole movie is that if you're a good guy, you'll never actually get killed by an arrow because you're just going to catch <laughs> it. Like no one actually got hit <laughs> well, even, with an arrow who mattered. Even the yeah. bad guy too. And that was another thing. I was in no way intimidated by the main villain that's in Mm-mm. this one. No. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, but Jason's and this, pretty awesome dude though. Uh, he's, he seemed well, like a really cool guy. But yeah, nothing everybody, against the actor. Jet Li, Donnie Yen, and Jason Scott Lee were oh, all so underutilized in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, they were all Very underutilized. So. They, they should they could have been so much more. I th- and I, th- I think all three of those guys have really good intimidating s- stage presence from other stuff that I've seen them in, yeah. not just martial mm-hmm. arts. 
Um, but it, nobody, nobody felt like a real character. Nobody so felt like they had any personality. When, uh, when Donnie Yen first came on scene, all I saw was, I was like, oh, Chirrut got his eyesight back from Rogue oh One. Gosh. See, oh, and, and I and, actually, and the entire time I was going, I'm one with the force and the force well, is now That's chi. exactly what my, one my with wife the did. And the force my is now My wife did when she, uh, watched the movie, she goes, Hey, that's the I'm one with the force. The force is with me, guys. Like, yeah, that's that's him. That's him. Yes. My favorite thing about the fight scenes was right when that catapult came on with the flaming boulder. I'm like, I want to uh-huh. shoot that so bad. And I bet those production dudes had so much fun. But talk about that thing. absolutely just asinine battle tactics. I'm like, uh-huh. okay, hurling giant flaming rocks. Let's all care. huddle cool. in convenient circles so that they can hit us <laughs> okay. straight so, on. And I'm like, okay, and what's the stopping them? Crows? Piggy- I'm going to crows of over giant flaming <laughs> rocks. Piggybacking off of that, how come the catapult was so stinking accurate when they were aiming for these little clusters of soldiers, but when they were aiming for what they thought was a whole nother battalion, all they could hit was the mountain. Let's cause an avalanche. That's right. Well, they vastly overshot that. But here's one mistake that Disney Plus makes is it does allow us to rewind as a viewer. Another part of that whole tactic and scene that makes no sense. They are fighting on an open plateau. Mm hmm. They're, the only cover are those conveniently placed boulders that are like socially distant six feet apart from each other because that happens. <laughs> but she somehow in an open field rides behind their lines. There's the with editing. None There's, of them with none of them noticing. I, I thought the same thing because they edited while she was riding away. And then the next thing you know, she's just magically she's behind the them. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that. That leads me to my editing issue with this. So again, my career is a video editor. I sometimes I try to turn my brain off as much as I can, but every now and then something becomes so egregious that it can't turn off. Mm-hmm. And the fight scenes, the choreography and that cut specifically, <sighs> I couldn't turn my brain off because I felt like the fight scenes were so choppy yeah. and mm-hmm. hard to follow. Mm-hmm. And usually what that is, is a sign that something's off with the choreography. Mm-hmm. And People I hope really that's fight. not the case because I've only seen the movie once, mm-hmm. but I, whenever you see a choppy fight scene, that's hard to follow. It usually means that there's an issue with like an actor can't hit something or there's an issue with the choreography or whatever. Now to, to me, it was, they didn't commit to one coherent fighting style mm-hmm. because they were trying mm-hmm. to do Kung Fu and then they were also trying to do this brave heart. You don't know what's happening. The battle's so chaotic. But the thing about Kung Fu is that it's fluid. It's long shots. Like, I actually thought the fight yes. scene between Mulan and her her like interest, I guess not love interest, but like interest, <laughs> that was a good, like, that scene, there yeah. was longer yeah. cuts. The flow was great. Why the best battle scene is in the middle of the movie, I don't know. But it almost seemed like, okay, here's a kung fu scene, and this next one's going to be more like Braveheart, Shaky Camera, Hunger Games. And so to me, it was they just didn't commit to one style. And so it it felt uh, disjointed. Because immediately after watching this movie, Meredith and I actually turned on Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Oh, I'm glad you went there. Yeah. And those fight sequences, they will hold on a shot mm-hmm. for 20 seconds. And it is yeah. choreographed brilliance. Mm-hmm. And that's Kung Fu. That's what Kung Fu yeah. should be. So this film, it tried to be a blend. And you ended up like that kid who does the suicide by doing all the different Coke flavors. 
it just tastes like brown syrup poop water. It tastes yeah. like brown. <laughs> it still tastes yeah. better than the Beverly. Hey, don't knock, don't knock the suicide drink. Okay. I, well, yeah, it was a dare. It was never something you did of your own volition. <clears throat> yeah. Unless mm-hmm. you're eight and you're like, I get soda, whatever I want. <laughs> yeah, Bring all the sugar. I was oh. like six years old and was like, I'll take that one. I'll take that one. That one. That Mountain one. Mountain Dew oh, yes, and, and Jolt YouTube. and a couple sugar packets. And Surge. This movie being PG-13, being the first thing that they try this whole uh, premium video on demand. Like, I thought they would have done something more like Pixar level PG, something you'd actually let your kids watch. Like, I'm not going to let Rowan watch this movie until he's at least in his teens. Yeah. And probably he's my third kid. He's not going to be able to tell what's going on. <laughs> but, um, I think I feel so, like more of a back end tester. So, and, and again, in keeping with the point that it never felt like it earned its moments, um, I've, I've got a couple of. I've got a couple of grievances to file uh, on a couple of things they did for starters. She just randomly threw away her armor when she finally decided to be Mulan and not, and not what was her name? Hua Jun or whatever her name was uh, when she was pretending to be a guy. Yeah. (laughs) I missed pain. Um, and so, you know, she's, this is something like, the, apparently this is, you know, really important to her family. And as she's riding back into the battlefield, accepting the fact that she's Mulan and not Hua Jun, then it's like, oh, well, I guess I'll just throw away this precious family heirloom and <laughs> tosses it and then takes her bun out, takes her man bun out and goes, now I'm a lady. And that's all it took. Um, and just... Yeah, as just if that true. was the only thing. Like her, her right. guy voice. I'm like, in what universe? Yeah. That'd be like me trying to pass for yeah. a lady, going, "Hi guys, I'm, I'm a woman." Right, I'm Batman. I'm watching. <laughs> like it um, was, it was, like at least in the animated one, you can tell she's really trying. In this one, it was uh, almost like a half try. Mm-hmm. It, I was like, in what universe are you going to pass I'll, as a guy? I'll say this last thing. Uh, again, not really feeling like anybody earned their moments and not really connecting with the characters. I am not exaggerating here. I felt the most of anything. I felt the most emotion when the sword melted. <laughs> because that's... <laughs> Because that is the no! one thing that had been most consistent from start to finish. No! You are my favorite character because you didn't say anything. Exactly. Exactly. I the bonded one... more with a piece of, with a, with a prop than I did with a person. Now, the one moment that did resonate with me in this one was. The credits. Uh, <laughs> well, Sorry. You bring up the credits when they, they when they sang I, Reflection hey, in Mandarin. Done. Yeah, Andrew, well, you, you just give didn't him a know fair shake, dude. Oh, you said credits, so we cut you off. Thank you, Zach, for informing it. Okay, I will give credits where credits are due. Go ahead. Okay, the one Mm, scene, though, that I did feel that they did nail that wasn't necessarily as rushed was the moment when uh, Milan's dad picks up the sword uh, Mm -hmm. and is getting Mm -hmm. ready to prepare. That moment was like the only time in the movie that they did what I consider to be like a really visual storytelling Mm -hmm. Mm because it seemed like most other moments in that film were backed up with a piece of expositional dialogue. Mm-hmm. And so to have this quiet moment where it's just like, oh man, dad's getting ready to go. And this is about the last time that I'm going to see him and a tear falling. It, it, that whole scene to me felt great. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was so one of the best scenes. That was one of the best scenes in the animated film too. Cause that, that's mm-hmm. the moment where you realize, wow, he is in over his head. Yeah. He's yeah. he going to, um, <laughs> you know, but trip, you bring up not being able to connect with people. One of my things, and, and I've now given this a name, I felt that Mulan in this entire film suffered from what I'm now calling Ray syndrome. 
because oh, she no. starts off the movie and as, as an usual, incredibly we bring skilled, back to Star Wars. powerful, empowered woman with no training necessary, mind you. Like the second yeah. shot of the film, yeah. she's twirling a stick around like I'm a Super Saiyan. Uh, like a yeah, yeah. like a, a <laughs> full on Super Saiyan, and she ends yeah. the film as an incredibly skilled, powerful. Empowered but she was, woman. But she was a kid though in the second scene. Like she was like a little kid in when she was doing some of that stuff in the beginning yeah, of the film. But it, to the movie's message though, that at that moment Mulan had embraced the fact that she was a girl who had these powers right. of chi. That's true. And what hindered her from becoming who she was meant to be was the fact that she was hiding herself as a woman. And then when she decided to basically come out. Yeah, sorry, excuse me. And decided when she wanted to, you know, come out and, you know, the I am Mulan. Then it's like all the chi blockers went away. Well, but you know, character growth is all about you have to make a sacrifice or you have to do something in order to achieve what you want. Right. But I felt the message in this one was she didn't have to change. Her culture had to change to accept her because Mm -hmm. when she goes back to that camp and it's like, guys, you have to listen to me. We got to do this, this, and this. That's exactly what she wanted. Like, her character at the beginning of the film would have said that exact same thing. It was yeah. like, but now the, uh, now the rest of the platoon or unit, whatever the correct Chinese term is, they were the ones who had to change and had the wrong perspective. And it, I just, th- so I never really felt sorry for Mulan at any point in this movie. She, there was no dark night of the soul where you're like, oh, I don't know what she's going to do. Right. Right. Yeah. And you know, she was exiled when she revealed herself and then again with the editing it's basically like a scene and a half that's last what three minutes tops and then all of a sudden she's right back with the army going you guys have to listen to me no i'm gonna kill you and everybody else goes well no 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 i believe her i believe her why do you believe her nobody has any relationships with anybody nobody saw you Mm -hmm. uh cause the avalanche nobody knows what you did so you have no yeah. there's no real buy-in to to your honor your bravery your courage anything right. like that there's no characteristics that would lead me or you know anybody else to to believe to to believe you so how, how it just feels like everything was total happenstance well and- it's because she's not a disney princess bringing this back up okay <laughs> she, didn't, she doesn't even talk to a prince in this movie it's awesome it's well, <laughs> kevin is not wrong if if we had an argument at all that the original animated one deserves to be a disney princess yeah. certainly not this one you're completely yeah. gutted now um, and uh so listeners be sure to go back and listen to our two disney princess episodes uh for, and learn why uh, i'm right context. again <laughs> Yeah, really, that's the case. But all right, so just let's wrap this discussion up real quick. I kind of just want to do like a final thoughts on the film. If you were to kind of just give a few last sentences yeah. on this one. And I guess okay. I'll, I'll I'll start real quick. I felt that this movie was it fell victim to being corporatized. Like this was what was designed to be a horse and the committee turned it into a camel. That it had a vision hmm. from a director, had a vision from a writer, from, you know, had a vision at some point, but people inside of Disney, I don't know who. So many people chimed in and weighed in on this, that things got cut, things got happenstance put together. It's like, I hope this works because I got all these millions of comments that are coming in about this. I, I felt like this film was really hampered because it was corporatized and rushed and didn't have time to breathe because of it. 
Um, and, and ultimately, I would probably give this film like a five out of ten on mm. the scale because of mm. it. Unfortunately, there's never been a director's cut of a Disney movie, so we'll never really know what it could have been. Mm. Um, I, yeah, I kind of echo that. I'd say five, six out of ten, something like that. The The sad thing is, is I feel like if you're going to make a, a remake of a property, this is the way to do it. Uh, where mm-hmm. all the other remakes mm. have just been basically live action versions of the exact same movie with a couple of different changes. I think taking it in the polar opposite direction, getting, you know, cutting characters, making it, uh, not, not making it a musical and just embracing, you know, the heritage of the movie and, and telling it in a, in a much different way. Yes. Was a great way to do it. But Mm -hmm. there was so much that got muddled in the process that it just Mm -hmm. didn't work. Agreed. It's yeah. The the movie did not work. The, the, Source material could have the the direction they were going to go, I feel like could have been something really special. Well, it to me, this movie felt like a to your point, Andrew, I would call it a corporate course correction because I didn't realize how contentious the original animated Mulan was in Asian markets like it actually performed horribly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that was because I mean, apparently the haircutting scene was really offensive because mm-hmm. in China keeping your hair long what is actually a sign of manhood so it was kind of ironic that she's cutting her hair to be a man and then all right we take their gods and make it into this sassy Eddie Murphy character so <laughs> the original animated Mulan they did a lot of things wrong to try to sell it to an Asian market so in this film I felt like they really stressed the we honor our family they really stressed the fact that the emperor was godlike and was untouchable and made mm-hmm. it Jet Li. And so I felt like instead of doing this whole Western accommodation that the animated one did, they tried to swing the pendulum back the other way and make this more palatable for an Asian market. And granted, it's going to be released here in the future by the time you listen to this podcast. So we'll see if it does work. But it, it seems that in attempt to course correct, they now haven't pleased either audience because us Westerners are like, I don't really like this. And I'll be curious with all the controversy, this movie has already generated before it's even released oh, yeah. in Asian markets, if it's even going to work out for them. But I, I will say I did appreciate they did try to make it a lot more of a, an exploration of Chinese culture. So yes. you got to see those neat moments. Like I think the best scene in the entire film is the makeup scene, not only the editing, mm-hmm. but I liked the, the musical uh, homage they paid to the original animated song and I, it just felt like oh wow this is almost like a National Geographic glimpse into a Chinese ritual which was neat but it it, it also just didn't work on a whole yeah so I, I'd give it a five not terrible but not great yeah so this film for me it didn't go far enough like it either should have been like all the other Disney remakes and just sort of been that Disney film or been its own thing and it's kind of neither and kind of both. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's my They issue. should have made it a horror movie. I think they should have <laughs> completely changed the genre. Mulan. Mulan. Cringe. Yeah, parts of it was horrible. But if you like costuming <laughs> and propping, it's it's an awesome oh, it's film for gorgeous. that. It's an awesome film for that. Um, would I watch it again? Probably not. Would I have watched it if we weren't doing it, reviewing it on this show? No. Um, but that I'll also... Do- I would have watched it if it was free on the Disney Plus. I wouldn't have even watched it if it was free. Like, oh wow, 
<laughs> oh wow! But okay. but no, it's like I didn't want I, I didn't like Mulan the first movie enough to be like all right cool another Mulan's coming out let's that's watch true. that you're, one too. That's true. You're a curmudgeon about Mulan. Uh, but now that we've yes. touched on the the model, let's dude, you can't re- diss him like that and just move on. <laughs> now that no, we've established you're wrong, let's <laughs> yeah, move basically. on. Right. <laughs> no, but I gotta really, do that every, I have to give him a bone every once in a while. I can't always <laughs> just be like. So, um, really quick though, what did we think about the Disney plus premier access model? And I say really quickly, we, we do need to move on from this, but again, just a couple sentences. What are your thoughts? I have no opinion one way or another. Cool. I thought uh, it was awesome. I, I think it's, I think it's super interesting in the sense that it's not a rental, like a one-time rental. It's, but you're not buying it either. It is really like a three month rental. Yeah. Um, but I do see it as a potential entry point to disrupting the entire theater industry. Uh, I think this movie falls under the same tagline I'd give to every movie that's come out in 2020, which is I could have waited. So mm-hmm. to, for me, if, if this PVOD as they're now calling it is going to last, I don't want just a patience filter. Cause I felt like that's all I paid for was my all impatience. Right. Because, I mean, I could just have waited till December 4th. But I want to see PVOD-only content. So if you want to see the featurettes, if you want to see director's commentary, then you have to buy the premium access. Yeah. Then they have my attention. But if I just have access for it three months before everyone else, I can wait. There's plenty of other things I can watch in the meantime. And and that leads me to it being, I think that's the... Mulan basically kind of weakened the gate a little bit on disrupting this industry and the model for going to theaters. I don't think that Mulan was the one necessarily destined to do this. This is not, yeah, this is not no. the movie to disrupt. No, this is, the, well, the, I, the I it has it was, to be, it has to be must see content, which I feel the first film that could potentially do that is black widow in November. If they do decide to go, this if they route. decide to go the route. And, and mm-hmm. I thought Mulan was a perfect choice for this in that. I don't think it was about Mulan at all. I think it was about testing the back end. Mm. I don't think it had anything to do with they they do not want to mess up this and have crashes and mistakes if they're releasing this A plus plus Black Widow, whatever you want to call it. Right. There's, there's your corporate theory at work right there, Andrew. Yeah, let's test the waters and see what the numbers are. So we and I think know that's exactly what this was. I think that's exactly what Disney, we're on to you. We know you're not all about families. Did you know I'm, that we're gonna Mulan find you? in Chinese translates to beta you. test? <laughs> <laughs> I think they're testing that, and I think they'll probably do one more major, minor, major movie like Mulan with a test with their... Um, video watching share like their their party watch oh yeah like the netflix watch party Mm -hmm. before they do something like big like a black widow well i i will say it it, we're recording this wednesday september 9th and at least initial (laughs) numbers in the time of covid yeah right Uh, at least initial numbers wise disney like they they have made uh over the this first weekend 1.1 million people via disney plus Mm-hmm. Paid for it, so that's roughly thirty-three million dollars. I mean, that's they got some ground to make up, though. That well, for a, a two hundred million dollar movie, up, that's yeah. a lot. They better hope it does really well in Asia. Yeah, yeah I thought about that too, but then I, I did some more research. So, in the first three days of Mulan's release, Disney Plus had a sixty-eight percent uptick in and their subscriber subscribers. <laughs> Hamilton had seventy-eight percent in their first mm. three days. 
Hmm. Dang. <clears throat> and Hamilton was free, so... And Hamilton was free. Huh. Yeah. I still haven't seen that one. Neither have I. Me neither. Um, We're well, guys, Potter. great discussion today. <laughs> great discussion. Um, That's going to wrap that up. So We're glad you thought up, so, Andrew. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Put the caps on it all. Uh, we're we going to play too much. That's why uh, next up we have our game. Today's game is brought to you by Maleshko. Making videos should be fast and fun. Find out how at Maleshko.com. That's M-I-L-E-S-H-K-O.com. Or you can go to dadgum nerds slash sponsors and it'll take you straight there. Thanks, guys. So today's game, Kevin, what do we have? We're playing more of the dadgum feud. That is my official sound effect, Andrew. Why not? Okay. So I'm going to search stuff on the. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. It's better than Charlie Brown, but we'll get to that in a minute. So I search stuff in the Google related to our topic, and these guys try to guess the top search result. And this one is Mulan, whether that is this movie or the other movie. We don't know. We don't. It's Mulan. And actually, Kevin does. I do. I do. Most of the focus is on actors or actresses that portrayed someone in one of the two films. Mm -hmm. And then we have our dad question, which is pertaining, which is going to be fun for me this week, to be honest. All right, Trip. can we just make a pack now? Andrew cannot win. The dad question. <laughs> okay. Well, if you know the answer to something, text me because I don't know how we're going to, I don't know how we're going to stack the deck against just him. Just secretly use the Google. The Google. On the Google. <laughs> is this the internet? Are you the Google? Is this right. the interweb, the worldwide web? My AOL isn't connecting. All right. So we need a buzzer so we know who to call on when I, when you want to guess, I guess yeah. this is just for Andrew because Trip is already saying that he's out. So Andrew, what's your buzzer? <laughs> <laughs> Mine? Zach? Honey buns. So good. <laughs> and Trip? The Google? <laughs> <laughs> what yes. the Google? <laughs> the Google? Yes. I love how it's a question. The yeah. Google? <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, ready, I guys. Can't wait for Bring one. it. I'm, just gonna, I'm not. I'm not going to answer. Yeah, I think we should not answer. We should just let trip the whole time. My Google. My Google. Okay, number one. There's a bunch of them this week because we have a little more time. Did Mulan? Did Mulan? Honey buns. <laughs> Zach actually exist. Uh, exist is number three. <clears throat> the Google trip. <laughs> Release in China. No, but you're on the right vein. Did, did Mulan, Mulan? Did the Mulan? Google. Trip. Flop in China. No, flop is number two, though. Nothing okay. to do with China. Honey uh, oh. in the same. <laughs> Zach. Begin as a book. No. Mm. So, did Mulan, and what would you say was the correct vein? Release uh, in China, but it has nothing to do with China. <laughs> but I'm still in the same vein. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. That's a big the part Google? of the world. Well, it's just one word. It, it's cut, oh. out, cut out the China and it's one word. The Google trip release. I'll take it. Come out. Come out yet. Yeah, okay. Oh. oh, okay. Hey, one okay, point. So new, okay. Hey, hey, trip's got a point. <laughs> hey. All right. So now we'll get into some of the Wait, trip. Is this your first point ever in dadgum so. feud? 
I think, I think I've done no, no. I think I did fairly well one of the first two games that we did, and then from there on, I've just it been just flat on my face. <laughs> it's just been down. Yeah. Okay, I've been like gotcha. Mulan's dad going to get that scroll, just flat on my face. <laughs> <laughs> You've been Sorry. like the avalanche, just all downhill. Too much. Yeah. All right. So now we'll get into some of the actors. Can Donnie Yan? The Google. Andrew. Fight. Actually, fight is number three. Okay. Can Donnie Yan? The Google. Trip. See? <laughs> if you're a Star Wars fan, no. yeah. Well, we don't, know, we don't know which version of Donnie Yan people are Googling about. So. Honey Buns. Zach. Speak Mandarin. No, but speak English is number four. Mine? Hmm. Which is kind of weird because. Mine? Because yeah, <laughs> he does in a movie. Because <laughs> he does in multiple movies. Yeah. Beat Jet Lee. Number two. <laughs> Beat Jet Lee. The Google. Andrew. Beat no, Bruce Lee. I said number one, Bruce Lee. Yeah. He beat you. He beat you by like oh, half did? a second. Yeah, I didn't even hear him. Okay. I spend most of my life not hearing Andrew too. The Google. So. We try it. We try it. Trying to say it faster now. The Google. My feelings are All right, guys. Hurt. Does Eddie Murphy. The Google. Trip. I, okay, I got ahead of myself. <laughs> Does Eddie Murphy. Does Eddie Murphy. Star in the new Mulan. Honey no, Buns. This is Zach. Appear in this film? No. Hmm. Actually, none of his role results have anything to do with Mulan. I, I wondered. Wait. So it's is Eddie Murphy? Does Eddie Murphy? Honey buns. <laughs> still act. Number three. Cool. Number three actors still act. Give us give us a little bit the of hints on this one. Okay. After trip, I'll give you a hint. Okay. Go ahead, trip. Do stand up? Uh, no. So the trip hmm. is it, it has to do with his family. Honey what? bun. Andrew. So he has a bunch of kids, so not use birth control? No. Whoa! The, no. The, Whoa. Sec, the second has, result is half like kids. He has like 10 kids. The second result is half kids. He has like 10 kids. My wife's one of 11. Whoa. Does Eddie Murphy... <laughs> like we so so wait, you said number questions. two? You said number two is, does Eddie have, Murphy have kids? Have kids is number two, and the, the does Eddie Murphy is, still yes, act is number three. The Man, so we just haven't got number one. Okay. Trip. Have a wife. Have a wife? No, but is related to a family member. It's a, it is have a the Google trip. <laughs> have a brother. Have a brother. Number one answer. That's okay because okay. Charlie Murphy uh, on the Chappelle Show. All right. Oh, sweet. Two. Well. I had no idea. The best thing that comes huh. up in Eddie Murphy's is if you haven't heard this. In the 80s, I believe it was the 80s, he released a song called Party All the Time. My baby wants to, wants to party, party all, the, all time. the time. Party yep. all the time. Party, party all, the time. all the time. Do yourself a favor and and check that out. Well, I'm going to be... <laughs> no, do yourself a favor and mute the last 10 seconds of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and have to rewind it and do it again. Like, we've already... like We've discussed then, time travel on this podcast. They could do it. That's true. Mm. <laughs> all right. Does Pat Morita... Does Pat Morita... Oh, the Google... Trip. Oh. Voice the Emperor. No. On that note, did anyone else think the Emperor was ADR'd in this film? I felt like his lips Never weren't once. syncing up. No. Never no. once. My, maybe it was my internet connection, but I was like, I feel like Jet Li is ADR'd. Or his mustache. Maybe. Or his mustache. Maybe he was kung fuing his speech. The Google. Trip. No karate. No karate. Number one answer. Oh. Man. Hi, he's Trip is killing it. Running away <laughs> with it. Hey, can uh, you read Zach's points real quick? Goose egg. I can't read zero well. Okay. Can't you like say? I, can't you just say I'm scoring an Andrew? Because that's normally a score at this no, point. No, that 
Uh, no, Andrew has been wearing the crown just about every other time. Thank you very mm. much. Yeah, that has nothing to do with the fact that you're the head of the podcast. Yeah. No, nothing. <laughs> no, or I, that I pay I'm smelling Kevin. conspiracy. Whoops, sorry. All right, mm. so we're, we're going to go to the part that could get you in trouble now. This is the dad question. Dun, dun, so this dun. is worth four points or a million points, whatever yes. you want to call it. Mm. I'm going to say 14. So this goes out to the true warriors of our families in vain with Mulan. Okay. Can my wife... Honey bun! Zach. Beat me. Beat you? Like <laughs> physically or in like a game? Fight me. Yeah, in a fight. Like, I'm going to what mind? Google put. Okay. Can my no. wife beat me? No. Oh. Not even on there. Can my wife... It's actually kind of disturbing, the stuff that's on here. <laughs> um, honey oh, bun! I've read some I've so read so disturbing stories about what wives have done to their husbands, so... <laughs> yeah. Feel it's okay to say this, right? Wait, I was called on, right? Yeah, you were. You were. Feel pain. Feel pain? No. <laughs> well, he said disturbing, what? and so I was just thinking, okay. <laughs> Can my, Can my wife? wife... Honey bun! Exactly. <laughs> read my mind. No. If you guys don't get this, Trip's going to win. Oh, that's true. Uh, Honey bun. Zach. That'd be so bad. Make me a sandwich. Make me cookies. Um, get in the kitchen and make me a pie. Can yeah. my wife. Can my Google? wife. Trip. Drive? <laughs> that is questionable. But his register, my, register my car is on there. Oh, wow. Okay. Hmm. Oh, it's so open-ended. Um, the good mine? trip. Collect life insurance, but does have I'm trying to think of dark. Get stuff, Medicare right? at sixty twos on there. It really has to do more with like, if you own this thing, you don't want your wife to use it against you. Whoa! What? Yeah. Honey bun. Zach, shoot me with a gun I own. It is gun related. Oh no. Mine? Zach. Or Andrew. Shoot. No. Gun related? Yeah. How, how many more of these are we going to do before we... We'll, we'll, we'll do like one or two more and then we'll call it and then triple win if you guys uh, can't get if it. If it's disturbing, uh, kill me? No, no. I mean, okay. she can, but no. Yeah, I mean, it's very hmm. possible. Honey bun! The Google? Zach. Fake my suicide. <laughs> oh, mine. Mine. Andrew. Can my wife own a gun? Close, so I'll call it because you guys aren't. You're skirting all around it, but you're too close. So, can my wife carry my gun? Use my gun? Oh, oh. buy me a pistol. Uh, it's all gun related. What is this? Leave with my child. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> File for unemployment. Be a dependent. Yeah. Get well, VA healthcare. Well, in in the wife's defense, wasn't the number one dad result is why do dads always leave? Always leave. leave. <laughs> yeah. So, wow, this just became the darkest. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Hus don't don't search anything about husbands or wives. You, it will it apparently does not end well. Wow. And on but, that note, tri trip. 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 Oh God, my head. Oh you my have neck. Accomplished <laughs> the impossible oh, and my, won. Oh. A game on this show. Guys, my head is killing me. This crown is heavy. Mm. I think mm. I just need to do more actor-related questions, and Trip might be able to hang. <laughs> yeah, I spend way too much time on IMDb. I won't yeah, me lie. too. I'm right there with you, buddy. <laughs> wow. Well, good job, Trip. I'm really proud of you. No, it's pretty good feeling. And it's gone. Okay. All right. Well, 
fun six seconds. Listen, Trip winning a game doesn't happen every dynasty. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was today's game. Up next, we have our Dadgum Q&A segment. All right, so Dadgum Q&A. Zach, take it away. All right, so in the queue, we've got the first one submitted by Spencer Thompson via the website. And his question is this. Good to see you, Spencer. Board games slash card games, do you like? Mm. So growing up for me, uh, some of the top, like, let's say five were uh, Pop-O-Matic Trouble. Uh, nice. You know, nice. Uh, and Don't Break the Ice and Kerplunk. Oh, I Those, forgot about Don't Break the Ice. Don't Break the Ice fruit. was so much fun. Yeah. Just with a hammer when you get hit people in the shin with that little hammer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, you and what I was, have led different lives. What was the game like? Rock'em Sock'em? Like that's what Rock'em that game. Robots. Yeah, it's that's robots, what that yeah. game would inevitably become whenever my brother and I played Break the Ice. It was usually Rock'em Sock'em Brothers. Yeah. Break, so I break had their leg. I had Dueling Dudes, uh, which was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles version. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, was, it was Dueling Dudes. It yeah. was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles version, and it was uh, Mikey versus Shredder, Michelangelo versus yeah. Shredder. And it was way too easy to win as Shredder because Mikey's chin stuck out about nine <laughs> feet. And so it was way <laughs> easy Jay to Lando just chin. sit. Yeah, yeah. He had a big old, because, you know, that was the style that you drew the, the turtles in back then. And because he was anatomically correct, they just, it was real easy for Shredder to just sit in the corner and just knock Upper him. cut him. Yeah. Nice. It's like yeah. having a thumb war with your two-year-old. Yeah, yeah. I See, I'm more on the apples to apples uh, when it comes that's to any never played board it. game or card game. Really? Wait, that's really, an really. accomplishment. You have never been suckered into playing apples to apples. <laughs> and you <laughs> have? It's like yeah. the bowling alley of board so, games. It's no, like, I, yeah, I guess we're going to play apples to no, apples. But full disclosure, like I'm, I'm usually not a big fan of board games or card games. I'd rather just do other stuff. If I can't plug I it in, fact, I don't want to play it. No, no, no. no. It's, more <laughs> of, it's more of I don't want. I enjoy games that are more. Uh, laugh based than they are competition based um and it's like i'm here cards to against a humanity <laughs> uh, a little, little too uh little too r-rated for my taste um but you know a game like apples to apples where it's the uh, short rounds you can drop in drop out um like I, mobile gaming <laughs> like online multiplayer no, I, can't, I can't no i can't do online multiplayer these days good grief Ugh. it doesn't have a pause button I'm talking about drop in drop out i'm just saying ah, like okay. high school yeah, so, I, so I grew up <laughs> you got that trick good yeah. wow I, I now did <laughs> so I grew up on like Risk and Monopoly um, we played a really cool game back in the day that's now considered a collector's item called Dark Tower hmm. based on the would, Stephen King book no what? like you, oh, okay. you would try to go to this my thoughts was like black tower in the center of the board and you had to like barter and haggle and with all these things like you can find it on amazon it's like 600 bucks Whoa. for one of those games wait yeah, was it like was a this? cooperative versus the board or was it no. every man for himself it was, it was four player it's a four player every man for himself okay yeah i've not even heard of it before yeah dark tower yeah. was pretty cool huh um, was it like was it like um like a lovecraftian style game with i have no um, idea what that means okay never then never mind all right cool. yeah um, so my ticket list, to ride's big of the house as well. Yeah, ticket to ride. It's a good one. Ca- card games. We play. Um, I played rummy a lot. I played euchre growing up a lot, and spoons. Got lots of okay, bloody spoons. fingers from spoons. Yeah, spoons <laughs> is a blast. 
<laughs> bloody fingers, black eyes, basically bruises. All from of the spoons. things. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Choose your spoons carefully because you can definitely cut people. Um, <laughs> well, my list is going to be much easier to just say games I don't like because we played pretty much everything growing up. Have, we we were equal, everything. We were equal opportunists when it came to anything board game card games. Like we were the kids who loved it when the power went out because we were like, yes, board game time. <laughs> but we also got really into board games like risk actually had to be taken away multiple times. And I realize now <laughs> the reason that game is called risk is because parents buying it put their house at risk. We broke a window. We broke a chandelier. Uh, Tables were flipped. Boards were flipped multiple times. Um, My brother and I were very competitive, but we played every version of Monopoly, multiple versions of Risk. Did you guys enact the battles? I was going to say, it sounds more like WWE. It takes so long to play that game. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, it's because four hours later and things start getting dicey. You you can't eat until the game's over. Yeah. And, and my brother and I are both completionists. So we're like, we're not quitting now. I don't care if it's 3 a.m. So we played Life. We played Settlers of Catan. We played a game that gave me my love for puns, which was called Rhyme Zone, where you literally had to make rhymes off of words to advance. Mm. Candyland. I automatically dislike that game. <laughs> uh, well, then never play the game Punderdome with me actual game i own didn't yep. i get that for you you got it for me andrew so what i was hearing the complaints. world whoa 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 you enabler Did, you are what's that's exactly what i was gonna say <laughs> you were adding fuel to the fire and you say these things bother you you're just as I, much to blame as he is it was one of those things i remember we were walking through a store me and my wife and we go oh man that just has zach literally written all over it and uh, so we just decided to do it. Well, it's it's just tons of pun to play. So, um, mm, but I would very, say I, it's, it's like one of my three regrets in life. <laughs> one of your three. What are the other two? I have no idea. I just picked a okay, brand. Sounds number. good. OK. Um, and but if I had to pick if I had to pick a top three, a top three right now, I really enjoy code names. Uh, the cooperative version, believe it or not, just because it's something I can play with my wife. I've never heard of that. What is that? Code names? All right, yeah. we're talking after the show. Don't look at me like I'm a fool for not knowing what it is. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, you haven't seen Harry Potter yet. This so. is true. Yeah. Of which but, there is okay, a Harry the Potter th- or, the three, or the three amigos. What? what? No, I've seen the okay. three amigos. Okay, good. Okay. Okay. Cool. Crisis of Look up here, look up here, look up here. Yeah, anyway. And then I really enjoy the game Deception, Murder in Hong Kong. And then I really enjoy Bananagrams. Those would be my top three currently. Man, banana hammocks? Is that what yes. you said? <laughs> exactly. It kind of exactly. looks like banana that. Zach enjoys banana hammocks. Kind of. Imagine Scrabble without the board. And, and a just, banana. And a banana. <laughs> but the great thing is that it's got multiple appeal. Oh, mm. all right. Oh. We got to move on. We're giving him too much fuel. <laughs> next question, All right, please. next question. Okay, so next in the queue is submitted via the website by Jonathan Wilson. Uh, who is a, uh, he was a counselor of my brother's uh, a couple of years ago. So oh. good to see you, Jonathan. He once, fun fact, he once took me spelunking through a cave with no map. So good. Jonathan, good my man. life oh was my in gosh. your hand. Like we were good miles man. underground just that relying like upon this man's hell. knowledge of awesome. this dark tunnel looks the same. Like there was moments where he had the whole Gandalf like, I have no memory of this place. And we would wait for a couple minutes and then he would make his decision and then we'd muddy our way through the next imperceivable crack in the wall. It was so much fun. We saw a a nightmare. We saw a subterranean. It was so great. We almost died. How long were you in there? We got to see. Oh, we were in there a couple of hours. 
Um, it was a blast. We, we eventually came to this subterranean waterfall, and that was probably one of the most surreal, magical moments of my life. Is like seeing this man? waterfall below, like miles underground and just thinking, wow, no one knew this was here. Like you'd literally have to like, hopefully Jonathan very few did. people. Yeah. And, <laughs> and yeah. Jonathan put his hopefully, arms actually, around I, me I guess and we I just never... sat there and we stared at it and we just so, enjoyed the moment. Anyway, so Jonathan's, Jonathan Jonathan's question, <laughs> um, how do you feel about belaboring the point? No. So his question <laughs> is, and it's a very good one. How much screen time slash playing video games should you allow your kids? I want okay, to you're the counselor last. and you don't know the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to answer this last. I want to hear what the, the guys with like one year olds have to say. Yeah, because we're I all answer. yeah, we're all yeah, because the answer is none. <laughs> under two. Yeah, my, my kid watches Sesame Street on occasion and that's about it right now. Um, the screen time thing, I'm really I guess say anxious, if that's the right word, um, just uh, looking forward to say looking forward. I'm going to have to feel that one out when the time comes. I think it looks different for every kid. The video games one, me and my wife have talked about a little bit um, that basically it's for kids. It's going to be a fairly short, like a 30 minute to one hour timer once it starts. But like if daddy's playing with them, then it's as long as daddy's playing. Then it becomes family time. Yes. <laughs> and it's quality it's, time. I, I think it's important to teach that video gaming can be a social experience and it's not always just a solo experience. Um, so finding things like it's, I like Nintendo specifically for the fact that mm -hmm. there's a lot of couch co-op. Yeah. We only have Nintendo of, games at our house right, and, yep. and, mm -hmm. and multiplayer games. Um, so that's the policy we're going with at first. I, I look forward to like, seriously, one of the things that I'm looking forward to doing with my kids the most is playing some Mario Kart and one day getting my butt beat in super smash brothers by my kid no because it's inevitably gonna we happen. will always stay just good enough to uh, beat our kids okay <laughs> now that, and it's it's interesting how this feels like things are changing from generation to generation because it used to be that dads knew that their time had passed when kids could beat them in a physical fight but now <laughs> it's yeah. it's in a round super of super smash, smash brothers. brothers yeah well that's an anders household yeah that's gonna enough. be a rite of passage <laughs> my son three stalked me today I don't know how I feel. <laughs> the passage um, into uh, the, the gray havens, basically. Gray I, I, havens. I think we'll probably repeat how my brother and I were raised is that uh, if it is solo time. So if you're going to do that single player campaign, then you're on a timer. Uh, but if it's a social activity, then just as long as you balance it out with other things like going yeah, outside, go, play, outside a go play a board game, go discuss the finer points of the political climate. You know, things that kids typically do. Yeah. Um, but uh, naturally, but I, for me and Meredith, we ultimately want to prioritize relationships. So as long as this video game, this screen time is not being used as a retreat mechanism or as a yeah. substitute of creating relationships, then we're OK with it. So I don't know if we will have a set time period per se. Um, unless it's solo play and then it'll be like, okay, you, you've been on for an hour time to get off. And yeah, I think we're going to do a little bit more of like, how long have you been on? There? Get off of there. Go, just go, <laughs> go read a book. Yeah. No, go read Harry be, Potter. There's, there's grown adults who haven't read Harry Potter. Yes, there are not. <laughs> yes, there are not. Proud of it. Yes, too. there are not. <laughs> gotcha. We use busy romancing women. Um, so ah. my <laughs> woman, woman, singular. I was going on dates. No, 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 no. I was single back when all those Harry Potter books okay. came out. I was so busy. A... I was. I was busy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so... And broke. 
and broke. <laughs> um, uh, so for me, uh, it's kind of all in the same vein as what you guys said. Uh, my, I've got a little girl, so I don't think I'm in, I don't, chances are just statistically video games aren't going to be your thing. So I don't think I have to worry about that. She's also not even two. So it's definitely not a problem right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, screen time, screen time revolves around uh, what, how much she's already watched and how mommy is feeling uh, mm-hmm. because faith mm-hmm. is a stay at home mom. And uh, if faith just absolutely needs a break or if Hattie's not feeling good or, you know, there's these days where she's just in this, Hattie is just in the slump uh, and she's, there's just no way to keep her happy. Um, yeah, the TV is a way for us to get some stuff done. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's the last resort. It's never the yeah. first defense. Yeah. yeah. So we have four, 10, 8, 5, and 3. Um, and as really as little as possible. Mm-hmm. So when you think about screen times, you can't just think about like TVs and video games anymore. You have to think about computers and tablets and phones. Yeah. So right. I, my kids have friends at seven, eight-year-olds that have their own cell phones, that own their own tablets. It's so oh, to me. Um, not going to so happen. Why? You like, <laughs> and that's one of those things that you just have to realize. Kevin's friends, if you're listening to this, we're judging you. <laughs> we're not judging you. <laughs> no, we're just not one judging. You have to realize, like, as a parent, is. as your kids get older, like, your kids are going to do different things than other yeah. kids do. And there's times when, like, kids go in the house and play an online game together, and that's community for them. But mm-hmm. it's not for our kids. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you'll just have to know that. So as little as possible, um, it's not perfect and it's changes from day to day. But generally it's in terms of free time, we'll give the older two an hour and everything else. And that's do you want to watch a movie? Do you want to play a video game? And that's if they've checked all the boss boxes in terms of schools and chores. And yeah, dollar chores. So that's a reward. Yeah, yep. And it's only for a certain timeline. Like you can't say, OK, it's eight o'clock at night now, seven o'clock. I want my time now. Like. No, you can have it between two and five, <laughs> two and five. If you're outside playing, it's it's use it or lose it. You can't stack it. Yeah, but there's I, no rollover minutes. And then I also <laughs> go back and think about like. The type of media I consumed as a kid is completely different than. Oh, yeah. What mm-hmm. I do now. So even letting them like. Consume it independently now, they're not even going to remember half the stuff or how they did it when they're older. It's really more about teaching them how to pick things properly when you let them pick yeah. whatever they're doing, whether it's a game mm-hmm. or a show or an app or whatever it is. And then um, teaching them, per- like getting in front of a person is more important than getting in front of a I'm glad. I'm glad you brought up, um, you know, teaching them to make correct decisions. Cause that's one mm-hmm. thing that me and Kristen want to do with our kids is, you know, not be the helicopter parent and be like, no, you don't, you don't watch that, you know, cause we're not going to be there all the time. And what are they going to do when they get to college? I mean, right. It's all it's, of that. It's, it's teaching your kids discernment. But um, we also, we also have, you also have to set them up for proper choices. Yeah. Like if you put right. How do you sell Amazon and Netflix in front of a TV? Like, of course they're mm-hmm. going to pick the show that you don't want them to watch. If it's the flashiest thing. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so we have, okay. So we know Disney plus, like we Disney plus PBS kids and the Hallmark channel are on one of our TVs. And that's the kids like you're allowed to watch anything on here. And they're like, okay, fine, whatever. And they do. And my son really only wants to watch sports. So he generates. So he never picks to watch a show unless, unless some sort of sporting event is on, even if it's a, even if it's a replay game, Theodore's like, yep, I'll watch it. I already know the score. I'm going to watch it again. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Reviewing the tapes. 
I think it I think it also bears mentioning that there are things that, you know, culturally people will say is okay for kids to watch. And just as a parent, regardless of what, I mean, just from, from no matter what standpoint you're coming from, um, that's my decision. You, you don't get to say what's okay for my kid to watch. Right. Um, and so there are things that like, you know, Hattie has a very limited, um, set of options right now. Um, and, and she's okay with that because, you know, she's too young to really have opinions about stuff. Yeah. There's more. Exactly. She loves Mouse and Cookie. She loves Fancy Nancy. And we're okay with those shows. We have watched yeah. all of those shows. Um, but, you know, there's going to be, to your point, Kevin, about, you know, kids kind of comparing themselves as they get older, as they start to see that other kids watch and or have Very things that they don't. Right. Um, I, you know, I, I, it's going to be a conversation that's going to be had. And yeah, I'm with you, Andrew. I don't want her to, I don't, I want her to be able to know how to make good decisions. But, I, and so I'm not going to like constantly monitor everything that she watches. But as she gets older, I want to be the first person to address these sorts of things with her yeah. and lay the foundation so she can be filtering everything through that and what we're investing in her rather than just viewing something and then coming back and like having to explain to her why what she right. saw wasn't necessarily the way the world is. And to think through a little bit, like, so yeah, you can control stuff in a lot of places, like, but if you have your, like, if your kids are hanging out and they're watching something on YouTube, some ads are so much worse mm. for kids <laughs> than the actual content, than the actual content. Mm-hmm. and you can't control that. So mm-hmm. it's really just getting them in whatever can control it as best you can without restricting at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like you have to restrict, but at the same time you have they have to understand what's out there in the world at the same time that mm-hmm. they're being rewounded. Because you have to remember you're not raising kids, you're raising future adults. Mm-hmm. I was gonna go there. That's that's our viewpoint on this one. Is I'm not raising uh, you know someone to make the next decision, the next decision, the next. I'm raising someone to be a full fledged mature individual when they leave my household. And that's not to say you can't have they can't have tons of fun and have ice cream for dinner oh, some yeah. nights and be a kid. Breakfast. But it's a different lens when you're not like, I'm not teaching you to get through the from the third grade to the fourth grade. I'm teaching you to make right decisions. So when you're not in my house, not that you're not welcome back, but you don't have a reason to fall on your face and have to come back. Well, and we've all had those friends where you just know they grew up with so many restrictions, but they were never taught how to swim themselves. Yeah. They were and their now whole they collect life was... their toenails and pick their hair. Sally <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just rips them off and throws them away. So she yeah. just fuck them. She just rips them. But but the the reason that just that negative reinforcement doesn't always pay off in the long term is you know they get to college and then woohoo and those are the people yeah. that I saw they're just mm. binged on wow there are, and yeah. there are League literally Stephen King novels built around kids who were super, who were repressed when they were when they were young yeah. Yeah. and then they grow yeah. into adults and then you have a 400 page novel about terrible things. But I mean, that's why our, <laughs> our deal with Rowan is we want to introduce other family activities that are so much more enriching and fun that video games is an ancillary thing. It's not the yeah. main focus. Yeah. Agreed. And it's for about us, it'll probably, peer, it, yeah, it'll it's about probably, their peer system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well guys, that is our dadgum Q and a, uh, so the question that I have for you is what did we learn today? Apparently, I, I have got to watch some Harry Potter movies. That was my takeaway is we need a Harry Potter episode. Accio Harry Potter episode. Uh, we need a uh, trip no. watches Harry Potter episode. 
I learned yeah. that Disney wants to further cement the fact that Mulan's not a princess. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited. And Kevin about is that. right. I think they listened to your episode and were like, wow, Kevin's got a point. We need to re edit this whole thing. So Kevin is right. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I learned that uh, Trip, I don't think you gained an additional title to your long podcast name so far. <laughs> like you're so far still just the Internet Explorer sexist dumpster fire, but nothing was added this episode. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, no, mm-hmm. you are now the dadgum feud Internet the Explorer. Champion. Se- yeah, the champion. <laughs> the Internet champion Explorer. Internet Explorer dumpster, Texas dumpster fire. <laughs> <laughs> not only, I'm not some random Internet Explorer sexist I'm dumpster fire that champion. just falls in with the rest of the Internet Explorer sexist dumpster fire. <laughs> I'm at the top of the pantheon. <laughs> <laughs> so can we just agree that like once we hit episode 20, just wherever we're at, we're making a T-shirt. Just whatever you've accumulated, whatever yeah, it's going to be like, into. Uh, it's going to be the equivalent of supercalifragilisticexpialidocious all <laughs> like the way every, across. Like every, every 20 episodes, we'll just add to the shirt. Every stitch uh, will have, yeah, every stitch so will eventually have a lettering. Fall it's going to be like your, it's going to be your birthday and Christmas present every year is a new t-shirt. <laughs> well, hey, listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, like we said before, we have got our sights on Apple's new and noteworthy section on <laughs> Apple Podcasts. <laughs> But we thought we'd sweeten the deal just a little bit. Uh, If you send us a picture of your rating or review on Apple Podcasts, uh, then we will send you a code to use at the Dadgum Nerds merch store where you can buy all products there at cost. Discounts. Uh, It's actually a pretty great discount. So if you're interested at all in some Dadgum Nerds merch, now is the time. Just send a screenshot of your review to the dads at dadgumnerds.com. Again, that's the dads at dadgumnerds.com, and we will send you back your discount code that you can use at the merch store. If you have already left a review, uh, just let us know, and we will still send you a code that you can use at the merch store. This will be valid through September 28th, 2020, so don't wait. Leave those reviews. All right, Trip, it is time for Dad Joke of the Week. Woohoo! Okay, this week's joke comes from Spencer via the Spencer website. Thompson. If no, you guys you want don't to get in say. on the, <laughs> If you guys want to get in on the uh, the Dadgum joke action, you can uh, send us another joke at dadgumnerds.com/contact. Uh, so, guys, what do you call a hand grenade thrown into a French kitchen? A good start. A good oh, choice. <laughs> Shatner. Uh, or excuse me, excuse me, French. Le Shatner. Um, so what do you call a hand gra- grenade thrown into a French kitchen? Linoleum blown apart. And Spencer, I'm disappointed in you. Oh, <laughs> sorry, wow. my friend. That was, that was, see, that even, that even made Zach groan. So I'm, eh. I'm telling you, the best part of that was me and Zach answering basically the same thing. Yeah, at the exact exactly. Same time. Uh-huh. <laughs> But, I mean, I guess that was the best one that he could beget. <laughs> okay, that caught me off guard. That was really good. All right, so, so they I'll always do. About, they so that, always that, does do. Lead, that does lead me into what was the pun count for this show? The pun count for this show was seven. Okay. Good Chinese lucky about, number. I have said this about Brett and Zach. I will say it about you. Every time you make a pun, you look like a kid who's not allowed to say the word poop who says the word poop. <laughs> <laughs> you look like a kid who goes, oh, I did something I'm not supposed to, or I did something that's going to get a reaction. <laughs> and you know what? That sounds like I'm having a really fun time. So it's like can... picking beans out of your diaper. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. And it was in the seat. Okay. Or depending on how you want to look at it. For all you seat. know. 
Under the seat. Under the seat. Hey, that's a pun. Eight. Mm, More of a Mm, reference. Is it? Well, I'm cutting it off here. Thank you guys so much for listening. Before we get any more puns on this, we'll catch you later, Dagum Nerds. China. Kevin was right. I haven't seen Three Amigos. Thank you.